is the Under Center Podcast. Hello, welcome to another edition of the Under Center Podcast. I'm, of course, your host, Daramar, and I'm joined as always by Rain Malloy. Rain, how are you, buddy? I'm excellent. Uh, it's been a great week in terms of weather so far. So I'm hoping we, we continue with that, uh, leading into our games moving forward. You know, it's not nice when you're playing in the wet, and hopefully we have uh, some nice football weather moving forward. Into a great week for weather. You know we're just after the Well, actually, do you know what? It hasn't. Pick. It hasn't. Right? Yeah, true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm happy with that. Bryce Young, he looks like he's going to be a dude. I like Mingo in the second round as well. Uh, yeah, so I, I'm a happy boy. I think it's been a very nice off-season for the Panthers so far this season. Excellent, excellent. Look, we have a full house here tonight. Joining us, uh, we have three members of the Wexford Eagles team. Uh, we'll start from left to right. So we have Tommy Martin running back. We have John Lynch, centre. And we have Trevor Smith, who is quarterback, running back, uh, wide receiver, tight end. Um, have you done a bit in the offensive line yet this year, Trev? Probably in no. practice, I'd say, Trev. Let's <laughs> <laughs> no. um before we actually get into the, the the Eagles and stuff like that. I said it to few uh Rain there as well. Um, it was the draft this weekend. You know, have you did you pay any attention to it and have your own respective team sort of made you happy with their selections this year this weekend? I'm a Giants fan, right? But God, do I love Aaron Rodgers, all right? I idolise that man, right? He is goat to me. But in terms of the Giants, we did well. I think picking up Hyatt as a wide receiver will, will I suppose, add more weapons, especially with Waller coming in at tight end. Um, yeah, I was happy enough with it. I think we uh, shored up a cornerback too. So overall, I think we're, we're pretty good. A lot better off than John is with the Saints because obviously they don't do anything anymore. So I'll leave that one to John. Yeah, that's been a, a, I wouldn't say an interesting draft. It's, I don't know, I think ever since Dennis Allen took over, it's been hard to kind of really engage with his squad so far. It's like, oh, it's so underwhelming. Like, Dalton coming in last year at QB was just like such a safe pick. Just driving it forward, we picked another four-round QB again this time out from Fresno State. Everyone's saying, oh, he's super exciting, but he's fourth round. Like, there was no post over him coming in. We did show up. The defensive line, we picked up a defensive end and a defensive tackle again. They both look good, but and yeah, I'm expecting the doldrums for the next few years, to be honest with you. We had a good run for a while, made a few playoffs, but yeah, we'll, we'll keep Even quiet for a while. With the glorious Derek Carr under centre, you're not excited for the Derek Carr era? <laughs> cannot see it. I just cannot see it. Alvin Kamara dropping out for whenever he finally gets done, gets charged. Who knows how many games he's going to miss this year. Like Jamal Williams is a great Great backup, obviously. We had a huge year last year, but that was one year. And we picked up, I think, a guy in the second round again, running back this year. Uh, can't even remember where he's out with, but it was just like, I don't know. I just can't see it. Obviously, we have Michael Thomas coming back in fit. Chris Alavi had a huge year last year. I, just, I don't know. I just can't. I don't want to get excited. I don't want to get excited. Travel bit Oh, yeah. The Patriots fan, I hope I get lots of reviews for, but um, I suppose after 20 years of flying high, I'm, I'm due some, some bad seasons, but uh, kind of like what they did with the first couple of picks, um, seemed solid enough, and then in true Belichick, went crazy, uh, kicker, guard, centre guard, even though they need tackles, and so you never know, I think you just have to kind of trust in Belichick a bit. For the best, oh, did, he's, um, earned, he's earned. I was going to say he's earned the right to sort of make a couple of mistakes anyway if he wants to. So it's absolutely fine. It'd be grand. Don't worry about it. Um, well, look, listen. Let's talk a little bit about the Eagles. Last weekend, a fantastic thirty-five to six win over the Causeway Giants, um, in your home opener, which. Um, took long enough. Only two games played this year. You played the least amount of games this. This uh, this season, before we get into the game itself, we have to sort of talk about the fact that, you know, fortunately you've had two games called off for 
uh, reasons beyond their control. Um, obviously, the first game against ourselves, the Pirates, due to an ambulance just not showing up, um, us standing around in gear for about an hour, wondering what the hell's going to happen. And then, of course, unfortunately, the home game against Trinity called off due to the waterlogged pitch. Obviously, then, with what happened... Last season, the fact that we're there to finish the league, so I guess um, I start with you, John, on this one. That I'm, I'm sure you were wondering if uh, you'll ever get this, this, get the season starting and get playing football again. I think like we obviously had a rebuild from last year. Last year was a bit of a, a blip on the on the timeline of the Eagles, but like we put the committee has put a good coaching staff in place this year. We had a big build from January onwards. Really confident in the squad we had. Had the big build up to going up to play, play you guys, and then just a disappointment. It was like, oh, right, okay. So we're like trying to keep the lads going, keep them, you know, committed. And it was like grand with the next game coming up against Trinity. Marked the pitch, did everything, even though we knew it was rain. We were like, nope, they, they're giving us the go ahead for the pitch. So excited, and then boom again. About half eight, I think the night before the game, we got contacted by the facility and they were like no no chance so we tried finding a venue everywhere for that game just to get it over over the line because we just knew two games in a row would be a big big hit for us to take because we we were so confident how we had prepared and we'd done everything right and then it was just oh, taken out of our hands and then even again when we went to play Trinity in a way the Tuesday of that week Griffin contacted me and I instantly, without me even talking, I was like, I was expecting this call at some point, Griffin. Uh, I really hoped it wasn't going to be now. But he assured me at that point that the game was 100% going ahead. He was guaranteeing. By Friday, it maybe wasn't 100% going ahead. <laughs> and then it got postponed again to the Sunday. So, like, we were, yeah, we were just, as we were talking about beforehand, before we started here, we these new black jerseys that we launched in May 2020, and I think last year we went to play against a uh, them against Trinity and there was a color clash. We had to change it. So that was the first time we didn't get to use them. Then the second time was against you guys. And then that didn't happen. And then Trinity had it arranged for us to use them against them away. Or sorry, at home. And they were happy enough. That didn't go ahead. And we were just like, geez. And even again, Sunday just gone. We were we were saying like the referees. The car broke down on the way to the match. The game got delayed mid-game for lightning, thunder and lightning. We were just like, oh, my God, this is never going to happen. It's <laughs> just never going to happen. So, look, we were delighted to get it off and running when it did. And, obviously, the Trinity game went well. We were kind of reduced numbers in the Trinity game. Patched the squad together just to get it going because the change of date was so late. And the result was good. It was it really clicked like you were up there Dara for the first half of it really just it did click for us which was brilliant and then yeah Sunday went better again which is fantastic which I think we're all delighted with yeah yeah it was and, and the offense and, and the defense are, and special teams all three side played very well in that first half and I gather from from what I heard it continued into the second half and obviously the score the scoreboard tells in the 20-6 win um but uh, Trevor, I go to you on this one. How how important has it been having um, Coach Kraft back in, involved with the team? Of course, he he wasn't around last year, but um, he was able to come back this year. And um, has have you felt that's been um, help or how helpful should I say has that been in especially trying to uh, get things back together and make a run in Division Two? Yeah, I, I don't think you can you can overstate how much uh, having Coach Clap back has helped. Uh, like all oh, last year, we just coming out of COVID. I'm sure we won't be any club, but like we just struggled to get numbers up consistently. And even when we come back, kind of in October, November last year, numbers started off okay, but you know it fell a little. And Coach Clap kept back, came back on board just over Christmas. And first training session in January, just you could see a spike in number. There was excitement around the club again, and we just haven't really looked back since then. You know, and um, it's just great. And a couple of lads that you know couldn't get involved last year you know, have come back out to get involved this year. It's just been fantastic. Yeah, and Tommy, so you're one of those that have come back now as well because it was your first game back on. Sunday um against the Giants and um how how did it feel to uh 
to come back. Did, did you miss all the aches and pains on a Monday morning? Yeah, like, I, now to be fair, I am fond of an owl concussion, so that's not ruled me out at the start of the season. I uh, got one playing rugby there, but I've had a few. Actually, the first time we, we ever played a game was against uh, lads, and I got absolutely sparked by your the cornerback, and he lit me up on the very first play. And then I got concussed in that first rally of the week after, so I don't know if they're correlated or not, but... Um, yeah, it was great coming back. I think I think as a as a unit, it was it was easy to slide in. I think all the lads we've got a nice blend of experienced players and rookies. So I came in and um, gelled in quite well. And the boys are always the boys are always so welcoming. And I suppose getting back onto the pitch, I love a bit of collision. So those dives in the in the four gap suited me down to a T. So I was delighted. Yeah, Tommy, I'm sorry that it happened at your expense, but that was my first ever game in American football, was going up against you, and that's one of my just long-lasting memories, first play of the game, you getting lit up. It, oh, was, it was a great Most. day, but... Uh... <laughs> he, he, had, he had been with us from the very first training session we, do, we did, and we were like, oh, he is going to break ankles, he can, you know, he can duck in and out, he can turn. We were like, this is amazing. We were building a team around him, we were like so excited. And he ran straight into the first player that you guys put up in front of him and then left for Australia the week later. And we were like, well, what what the hell do we do now? Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, look, listen, it happens. And I, I, look, that's the, that's the beauty of the game and obviously the, the downfall as well when you get a couple of weeks out just from a, just a little knock on the head. Um, be sure. But look, listen, let's focus on the game on Sunday. Uh, thir- like I mentioned, thirty-five to six win over the Giants. Um, barring obviously a, a little delay in the middle for a bit of uh, a bit of thunder and lightning, um, but uh, a quite a dominant performance. The 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 team were lo- uh, so uh, sorry. The team were really nice to send us send me on a couple of stats and including the fact you know another four sacks this weekend to go to 13 the previous game against Trinity you, of course only three first downs allowing the defence you know it's a, for a defensive guy I, I love those sort of stats um, no sacks allowed on the offence for an offense actually Rain would love that uh, stat as well to be kept clean um, and I've not I've noticed that uh, I think Luke Fitzpatrick is he one of your rookies this year? He he's actually I think he played last year for us for two games, Trevor, if that's right. Yeah, he played for two games last year, but we kind of have a... Anytime we talk about last year in the club, we kind of just erasing it from memories and saying... And it never happened. So he is, for all intents and purposes, a rookie, yeah. Yeah. And, well, another three touchdowns on the day for him to go to two the previous week. He's had a fantastic start to the year um, as well. And and sort of Trev used to sort of playing, um, well, just from what I saw, obviously, in the, the Trinity game, predominantly in a running back position and um, and um, continuing on maybe on Sunday. And um, especially that that running attack now is, is, is sort of, bamboozled the, the two defences you've played so far this year. It's a very uh, exciting and um, unorthodox, you could say, uh, offensive scheme that uh, you guys are putting together down there. Yeah, as I said, um, as John said there, the, the Trinity game, we kind of had a bit of a, because of the change of date, we had a skeleton squad, so normally I'd be kind of a bit further out receiving maybe a bit on back, but for the Trinity game, I was predominantly running back. And we just have, like uh, I think John said there, we have a brilliant mix of, you know, new lads, rookies, young and old, and vet there that just everyone's willing to help out, teach each other, you know, show each other what needs to be done. And I think it's just something, as Eagles, we, we've always done quite well, running the ball and run the ball right up the middle. Um I think, you know, we've just got better and better at it and everyone knows their assignments and the blocking schemes. And You know, I can't thank the the offensive line. You know, some of the gaps I've had to run through this year have just been huge. Like there was one, I was lead blocking for Tommy there at the weekend and literally I got through and at the stop, I was just looking around going, there's no one to block. Then I turned around. They all just stand up and push that, don't they? Instead of, instead of following Tommy, Tommy put out to the outside 
and got tackled on the edge. And I was like, Tommy, there's like a... Yeah, there's like a, a huge gap here. Tommy's gone on the other side. Yeah. Well, look, it's a good complaint to have anyway, for sure. If you're, if you're getting through there and... Um... Uh, and like you said, how how well you've been running the ball the first two games. How and, and Tommy, I'll go to you on this one. Um, how have you felt the the changes to the league have helped um, the Eagles sort of get back up uh, running together? Having Division Two, changing it to the word developmental is being used a lot now um, for this league. Um, it's not officially the developmental league, but it's for those teams that sort of need that year or two to sort of, you know, get their foundations laid again after obviously the struggles that you could say every team has had over COVID, but obviously some teams have struggled more than others to, to sort of retain talent. But having Division 2 there to sort of, you know, help build a foundation, how, how have you felt that has helped the, the Eagles? Well, I think just going off of, say, you look at the this year and last year, we really struggled. And I think we went up against a much stronger Trinity team, for instance, last year, where... We were blown out of the water. And the thing about it is, if you are blown out of the water, the rookies take that personally, like they're coming on. And I suppose we're in a transition phase where, where American football is getting increasingly popular. And you want a, a period of time where these rookies can transition. And it's not going straight into a game and going and, and witnessing a blowout and, and struggling the whole game. And then that eventually turns into not showing up to training and then you're back to square one where, where lads are kind of getting discouraged. Um, so I think it's a, it, it, it's what what we needed. I think it's the perfect stepping stool for teams. Um, it's definitely what we needed coming back into the season because I think we, after last year, like a lot of us on the committee were worried would we even have a team. And then if we had a team, we were looking about, Jesus, how can we even fund the team? Never mind, just have a team. How can we fund the team? I think it fell in nicely at the right time for us. And I think it's, it's, it's what gave us um, a little bit of encouragement, especially the committee, about going forward this year. And then we had Coach Clack come on board, kind of all gelled together. And then, Knowing where we were and the division we, we, we were in, it kind of eased a lot of our minds. It goes, right, well, this is possible. We have a resurgence. It is it is very reasonable to think that we, we, we can um, take part in the league this year, essentially. Yeah. And, John, for yourself, um, also a lot has been said about the fact that there is six league games and then there's two playoff games, whether you win the playoff or lose the playoff, it's a third place playoff, you know, to get those eight games for for all teams this year. And and just uh, what was your initial reaction and, and, and has it changed as the season has gone on and you've seen sort of how teams have been? Do you think that that was the right decision to make to sort of have those six confirmed league games home and away and then move it into more of a, a playoff scenario? I mean, absolutely. If, if we had been able to play our first two games when they were supposed to be played, I think, like, what, we'd be four, obviously four games in now, we'd be in a great test of the squad. We'd know where we were at, like, far more clearly than we do right now. But I quite like the league the way it's set up. Like, we all test each other, both home and away. Like, there's a big travel for, I mean, there's travel for you guys. You've already done it up to Antrim. It's a little bit further for us again. Like, that's that could test us and it was tough for the lads and I'm sure for the Giants on Sunday to come down here like I think they left at half six in the morning to get down here and that is a hell of a journey like no matter how good how fit you are that has to have a toll on you um, I think we're all quite excited about the playoffs and the prospects of getting playoffs no matter what because of that as you say developmental league don't know why I struggle with that Um it's it's quite good that you have that safety of getting there and and testing and seeing what playoff football is all about because sometimes I think you can get lost in that. Like I think when we were the same year we started out was the same year you guys started and there was only one playoff game that year and it was the final. So you played your league and it was ourselves and the Vipers and we don't really talk about that final that much because you know we didn't win. But it was a hell of a day. It was great, but it was literally league football straight into playoff football so getting that taster for a club to get playoff football no matter what is fantastic in this in this division it may not work in other divisions but I think in this division that I think it does definitely definitely work and I think we're pretty happy about it I, I know we're happy about it with the committee because at least we can organise seven games essentially hoping we get a home semi-final if we don't then we can change it up get a bus away but 
to know that we get seven games at least this year is fantastic. And obviously, we hope to get the eighth. Every every club in the league does. But yeah, no, I, I quite like the format for for Division Two. I think it's it's good for us all to get that taste of playoff football. Yeah, and Trevor, with the the movements of a lot of teams this year, we've seen obviously yourselves and Trinity came down. That was in the bylaws. That was going to have to happen anyway. Um, obviously the Jets they won the the Division Two bowl. They get went up. That's low. But other teams that have gone up like the Mavericks and um the Razorbacks. And we won't talk about the Mavericks for this scenario for this part because we've seen how well they've started this year. Um, and we see probably that they should never have been in Division Two last year in the first place. They were too good for it, um, despite losing the the ball finally. What, um, but seeing the other teams and and it's not just obviously Division One teams. It's, there's some Premier Division teams that have, uh, have struggled this year, and I've noticed a trend of teams struggling to score. There's been a lot of shootouts this year. We saw another few this last weekend, and could we see then a few? more Division 1 teams come down next year and possibly not just the one Division 2 team go up um, to sort of, you know, um, try and make the numbers up a little bit. I don't know if you can hear me there, lads. Oh, he's gone. Well, uh, Tommy or, or John or even uh, Rean, I'll, I'll open it the floor up to you guys and um, with that question, if you have any opinions on it. Yeah, I think I think I think it was Aiden was on a, another podcast that I won't mention um, last yeah, week. You can mention them; they're friends. It's okay. <laughs> and they they struggled to mention us for a few weeks running, so we we, we won't mention them. So it's fine. <laughs> uh, we he had them. Or they had Aiden on. And he was kind of talking about this subject. And I think, I know we've tried it previously where they turned the turned the format into two divisions. So the Premier Division and then a Division One. It happened maybe, what, four or five years ago. I think you guys were up with us as well in Jordan. I think then maybe wasn't, it didn't work for the sake of, I think there was some big gaps between some teams, you know, and, and maybe the higher echelons of Division One to guys who were trying to develop in Division 2 but I think it could work maybe going forward next year I think all the teams will have grown going into next year I think everyone taking the part in Division 2 will have grown like I mean you you just look at you guys and your different results compared to the Giants that you guys at home in your home match and then you guys were so unlucky not to come away with the win up there the week previous so like you guys obviously you took what happened in that match you developed and you came back better and stronger. Like you could have easily won that game. I think it potentially could work. I, I don't know. There's a lot of ins and outs. But no, it's Sorry. like it's yeah. I think yeah, I don't know how you guys would feel about it. Obviously, it's it's fine for me to say it. Yeah, we've started off with two games winning, and you know, and it, it's even an effect for us where we won the Trinity game, and then all of a sudden there's a couple of guys popping their heads up and want to come back up and play. You know, because they that winning feeling comes back into it. And that's where we benefit. <laughs> Tommy, Tommy's your perfect example. Uh, that, that's where that, that dropped for us this year. We potentially should have done that last year. Like that probably would have benefited us. You probably would have seen if we played a couple of games and got a win under our belt, guys would have come back up. But because I think we sent a team of 16 lads down to Limerick last year and we didn't lose by much in the end, but it was tough for the guys to turn up and play that day. Like that was really tough, and then we didn't have numbers to play play against Westmead, I think, and that really took a hit. We had to pull out of that match, and then again we turned up to Trinity, which turned out to be a final game of the season, and we just got beat by a good team. And like that's hard to build morale, and that's that's where that's maybe where we fell off. But I think if we can build on that this year, that's you know you see the effects of like even your result last week, even though you guys didn't win, you I'm sure you took a hell of positives out of and I'm sure you know you would grow from that and go look yeah what we're doing is right obviously we're working in the right direction and and then you make that step up again that's for us anyway that's what we're hoping to do and I, I'm sure you guys are too mm-hmm. for sure yeah take that next step and win our very next game I'll have to find out who that is again <laughs> <laughs> 
But let's. Sorry, um, internet connection. Uh, the minute you start asking me that question, it just starts skipping and jumping. And I was there. I can't hear a word he's saying. But I got the yeah. gist of the question and what Tom was saying. Yeah. But like, I think as well, COVID has kind of hit a couple of teams differently. You know, and I think I think the league is kind of a little bit out of kilter. You have teams that are probably up a division that might not necessarily need to be up there and down. So I I reckon this year should sort a lot of that out and hopefully next year to be a lot more evenly balanced because no team wants to be blowing another team out and certainly no team wants to be on the receiving end of, you know, a, a big, big loss. And as John said, you know, if you're getting beat every year or every week, you know, it's very easy for the lads to stop coming up. But if you have that winning, you know, that winning feeling around the changing room and, you know, it training it's just it's it's contagious and as John said lads are coming out of woodwork now wanting to come back and get involved yeah yeah totally um, so Rean that's the secret we win and then we get all of our old bets back <laughs> yeah absolutely I'm that's just waiting for Utlian yeah. to come back and cause Tommy a few nightmares <laughs> <laughs> we're just waiting for Craig Jenkinson to leave UCD to start trophy hunting that's all we're waiting for <laughs> <laughs> Right, so we're going to move on. Um, I asked um, our followers on Instagram to ask us a couple of questions to ask you guys today. Um, and we definitely got a few. Um, and the first two, actually, Tommy, they're yours. So I don't know. Do you want to ask the lads the questions or are you okay with me to read them out there? Just one. I just want a confirmation on what Trevor's actual position is because he's a dual threat, a triple threat. But I just want to like narrow it down a wee bit because uh, he's been he's a he's a one man shop. He is now Trev. I, I I think this is uh, we alluded to it earlier as well before Trev kicks in. Like not many people knew about us coming back into this year because last year was such an uncertainty, and it gave us great joy when I think it was American Football Ireland named him as a dual threat QB. And Trev hasn't sat in a QB all preseason. No. So we're like, yeah, you know what? Let's go with it. Let's leave them all thinking that's right. Not even QB two. And then there was a, an article after the first game, um, or someone made a comment stating that the Eagles didn't have their starting QB, even though Trevor got a touchdown on the Three, they're getting no reps. Um, so tell me, you want to know where I see my position as, or yeah. am I going to take yeah. running back off your hands permanently, or? Uh, I see myself more of a receiver, but I kind of, you know, I, I like being out wide, catching the ball, but it's great to get back in and either lead block for Tommy or, or get a run up the middle or around the edge myself. So anywhere running back receiver, I'm happy out. Not too keen on going back to under centre, to be honest. I think you had, if I remember the Trinity game, I think that was you a couple of times in, in, in Wildcat. So you, did, so you did get to play QB. Uh, one or two plays uh, and yeah. that game so oh, they were right a little bit <laughs> yeah well as I've said the coach clap before like I can play QB but all my all my energy and focus goes into just executing the plays I don't have to you know I'm not able to stand back there look around read a defense I just execute whatever play is called in that's it so limited limited QB ability <laughs> So right, so the next one then, and I don't know, Tommy, if you can sort of put context onto it, but why is your linebacker called the white anaconda? I just want the John answer because John John knows it a little bit better. Go on, John, answer that one there. No, I have no idea what you're talking about, Tom. Um, I think is this Henry Foxton of six sack fame in the first game? It is a bit of Henry Foxton, yeah. It is indeed. Now, to be fair, I'll let I'll let you explain it, Tommy, since you've set it up. Well, we know is Henry Foxen is uh, not only a pariah to defenses, but he's also known as the <laughs> Mr. Third Leg White Anaconda because he just sits in defenses and for also other reasons, but we won't we won't mention those. <laughs> when these rumors family start, family friendly show we run here. Oh, family friendly show we run. <laughs> when these rumors surfaced, he didn't shower with the team for a long time after. He got very scared. So. <laughs> one of those things don't look directly at it lads <laughs> I was able to take right. QB until I looked at it and then no more <laughs> never been the same since 
Big underscore McLucks and question was what lab was uh like I'm I'm guessing that was a typo, but I'll say like Fitzpatrick made it. What was the question, sir? What lab was it says like Fitzpatrick? I'm guessing that's a typo. It was meant to be his name, Maiden. I'm guessing because of his start to this year. Yeah, Luke is just fantastic. Like he, he, um, I remember last year when um, things kind of fell through and you know we we couldn't put forward a team anymore. He was sending me videos nonstop of himself working out, catching balls, running routes. Apparently the man just never never stops training. He just loves the sport, and you know, it's evident in his play this year. Like he's he's caught balls over the top for touchdowns. He's caught them in front of defenders. Uh, you know, beat them around the edge. He had two Russian touchdowns at the weekend. He's just at the moment he seems to be able to do it all. It adds an, another dimension to us because we're historically we're known as a quite a heavy running team. That when we do, when we can pass now, which which we we did quite 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 a lot against the Giants. It opens up a different element, and where we kind of suffered before, where defenses stacked the box, um, we've got that element now where we can just kind of put them under pressure. So uh, I think between himself and Trevor, and then you've got Willie O'Brien throwing out the odd fantastic catch as well. I think we're doing a we're mixing up nicely. We're no longer a one trick pony. Yeah, and I'd like as Trevor alluded, like. Luke was training with a set of guys who are traveling up to us on a weekly basis now from Waterford. I think there's about six of them. Uh, Doran, Aidan, James West, Keane's joined the team now, Daniel T as well. Like, they're a really good group to have together because they can train together and also make the tra- journey up and train with us. Like, they've they've really improved each other. They they played flag football for uh, the Southeast Technological University last year in the flag season and now they've stepped up the contact and honestly every single one of them made a huge contribution so far so we've been really lucky with that like where we have like three of us are, are vets essentially um, we've been really lucky to get these guys coming in young way younger than us and just kind of inject that bit of pace and liveliness about it and some as the guys say like we now have a wet like not just Trevor Trevor's a very good wide receiver had a great catch Sunday as well but now we have Luke as well out on, on as wide receiver who can even his yards after contact are huge. Like he's evading yeah. tackles and taking the hit. He's he's getting around it. Like it's just yeah, it's really really enjoyable to see. Plus it's always up the field. My job's done at that point. I don't really have to chase after him. So. <laughs> just going back. That's to you love like, Just just going back to Luke like and the Waterford lads. Like some of them live in Tremor and the effort they put in just to get to training and get the games. Like they're getting. Buses into Waterford City, buses to Carlow, getting a lift from Carlow to training, lift back to Carlow, buses back to Waterford and Tremor, you know, twice a week, every week. It's just phenomenal commitment to the club. Yeah, fair play to them. That's what I was going to say, John. You're probably delayed now that it's more of a passing offense. You, you don't you don't have to go more than those three yards now anymore. <laughs> Just don't have it in me anymore, you know. It's, uh, nah, I love it. Like, sorry, like we, like yesterday, Sunday turned out to be very wet. So, like, passing wasn't, you know, it wasn't the optimum weather for passing. So, we had to do a lot of run plays. So, all of a sudden, we we're just, you know, playing that smash mouth football again. And I love it. I absolutely love it. I love going out covered in bruises all over my arms, feeling the soreness. Barely slept last night with the soreness of it all. Like, but it's just fantastic. I love being back out there and doing it and seeing the guys accelerating, everyone executing exactly how they like it. And sorry, I know we've mentioned it already. Like the O line this year is made up of mainly vets, but we've one rookie who's never played football before. And Trinity was his first game when he went in, and he's been immaculate. Like Dylan Fitzpatrick as well, he's been absolutely immaculate. The four gap that Tommy keeps going on about. He's responsible for that out there as well. Like and like he's just picked the sport up and just ran with it and it's just fantastic to see. But we won't use the four gap against you lads, all right? So don't start planning. No, no. <laughs> gotcha. No, gotcha. no, no. We don't. We we don't believe in four gap anyway. It's fine, you're going there. There'll be nothing Johnny. there because you won't be doing anything, so we won't do anything, you know. Be... <laughs> perfect, perfect. John yeah. has actually been very modest there as well in his athletic ability. Um any touchdown I remember scoring. Uh, it, when I turn around to celebrate, it's always the linemen that are there nearly first. 
you know, John. Thankfully, the refs don't notice and they don't call us for being upfield, so it's fine. <laughs> Was there, do you remember a couple of years ago against the Cowboys and I had that long TD run to start the game? And I got into the end zone and I turned around and maybe 10 yards behind me was John Lynch there just coming up to hug me in the end zone. So I do fitness. it. I make a point of doing that every touchdown. I, I want to get up and celebrate because to know that everyone has executed the play perfectly is just fantastic. Yeah. And it's just a fantastic feeling. I can't, yeah, I love it. It's so <laughs> but I'm also getting yeah. off the pitch. See, but see, it's it's a scientific fact. Like celebrating touchdowns by running like half the pitch doesn't affect stamina. No, nah, doesn't at all. Doesn't at all. Um, everything else does, but just yeah. that. Um, Ilms Hogan asked, "How does Tommy maintain his small stature? Does he take any anti-growth supplement?" <laughs> I'm only reading the question. I'm not asking. <laughs> Tommy, you said I you know I'm a small lad. <laughs> I think Tommy's uh, not allowed to go because we put him down so much in training. Yeah, yeah, Any excuse we get where we're making fun of his height. And it doesn't help I keep slipping up over and plays as well. Catch catching myself in the grass or on my laces every two plays as well doesn't help either. <laughs> right. Um Owen Byrne asked, and this is for you, John. How does it feel how does it feel being the sexiest centre in the country? <laughs> he didn't mess me that. <laughs> Owen, Owen is another rookie that's come on this year and Owen has been immense and he's been defensive tackle for us the first game against Trinity we were so down in numbers he played guard which we'd never played before and he played defensive tackle and he played special teams and I think about halfway through the second quarter he ended up in the ambulance with a uh, lung condition <coughs> but he was immense on Sunday and even in training you see it every week he loves the sport. Like, he absolutely... And he has gone through the doldrums. He's a Jets fan. So he has gone through the doldrums and he now seems to think that he's uh, been delivered this absolute... Messiah. You know, Messiah <laughs> in Aaron Rodgers. And I love to see him get excited. But, you know, speaking as a Saints fan, I know he's going to be disappointed down the line. So, that, you know, let him enjoy it while he can. Uh, but no, Owen has yeah. been absolutely fantastic. And it's been even just, like, keeping me alert in training like he, I, I hate lining up opposite I hate lining up opposite and he's not the only one on that defensive line like we the likes of Daniel T Ukraine coming up first he's been he was huge on Sunday it was first ever game for anyone and he was amazing and obviously we have our old Rob Farrell who uh, plays when he wants but he's a mountain <laughs> he's an absolute mountain of a man and he he plays better against me in training than he usually does against an opposition on game day because he loves just breaking me up. I, I would say his favourite pastime is breaking me up. He has That man has picked me up and thrown me 10 yards before. No problem. Just for the fun of it. So, look, our defensive line has been absolutely amazing and it's, it's great to be able to train against them because it just really sets a standard for us. So, but that's the only nice thing I'll say about on. I'll laugh at him once. <laughs> Don't even make playoffs this year, but I actually made a bet with him on, on Sunday after the game. He's buying me a whole, a whole night of drinks. I think it was if uh, if the Jets don't make. Uh, sorry, if the Jets don't win the Super Bowl. Now he was about five points into it at this point, so I think his judgment was a bit off. But here we go. John, just getting back to the actual original question there about um, being the sexiest center in the league. Sorry, I really appreciate uh, the. The guys backing me up and uh, really bloating my confidence, I suppose, is, uh, is a nice way to put it. But... I, tell you, I tell you, John, when you're done with football, you have a, you have a career in politics waiting. You're great at avoiding those questions. <laughs> hey, I've been chairman for too long. I know it. <laughs> Even look at the pictures you sent in the podcast. There's one of you in the hood and you're staring up into space. And you said you want to tell me diving and want to meet with what looks like the longest arms in the world <laughs> that was all purposeful it's all about how you sell yourself yeah. lads really that's, how, that's why we get these questions in I sell myself very well in the club these two boys not so much 
I actually got absolutely the coach Clat messaged me about that picture. He's like, circled how I was holding the ball, and I was like, ah, oh, here we go again. Now I want to get absolutely abused in training now for about forty-five minutes about how I hold the ball. Right, you know. Next news. question. Next question is from Evan Quigley. Evan from um, the Vikings. Um, he was on the show a couple of weeks ago. Uh, Evan asked, "How?" Now he kind of answered this already. I kind of answered this earlier on in the show, but we'll ask again anyway. Um, how did the Eagles have to forfeit last year when this year they are obviously strong? Um, well, I think just from, I think especially from the start of the season, we had. There was a point where, and I think Trevor, I suppose, spearhead a lot of this because I know from last season where we all agreed where some of our players stopped playing. I was one of the lads to stop playing. A couple of our boys went up to the Panthers. And we, we recognised quickly enough that there is still a core player here. and We, we don't want to see the, the Eagles just disband. Um, I think there's a lot of there's a lot of passion around the area for, for American football. And I think now there's about... That's far more than I can I can name here that really dug deep and kind of um, held us together over that period. And it was just badgering lads, badgering lads, badgering lads, badgering lads, saying, saying, yes, we can. We can make a team here again. And I think it's it's wrong of me to, 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 to butcher and, or miss somebody out, but there was definitely a core bunch there that were just like, right, it is still possible to play. And I think once last season finished, I think the kind of clog started working again. And uh, boys got back. And listen, we were lucky to get so many vets back in. But also, like you said, with the likes of Luke coming on board, no one coming on board. And not only are they coming on board and just playing, but they're also creating a community around it. Like Owen's dad helped Mark out to pitch. Um, his brother's playing. It's not just they're coming in ones and twos. They're, they're bringing the community with them as well. So it's not just saying, ah, oh, we got all our old players back. And it's like we were. We're, we're, we're a different team than we were two years ago. Even though we have some of the same lads, we've got a lot of new people in and we've kind of created a kind of a new community around it. So that's a safe way of saying it anyway. Yeah, no, we, we definitely, as a committee, we kind of, we had a lot of honest chats of where we were at last year. Like we had meetings with Aiden and the board and, you know, they really, really tried to keep us going last year, but we just, we were at a stage where we just couldn't, we just couldn't do it. And that was... Like the three of us were in on that meeting. It was a grim meeting. Like it was not, it wasn't fun. Like none of us wanted to be there. None of us wanted to be the ones saying that we had to pull the plug, but like we were doing more damage than we were doing good at that point. Like, and, and we didn't want teams waiting around to find out if we were going to turn up for matches. It was just, it was unfortunate, I know, because guys played less matches, but we felt that was just the best decision for us. We needed to regroup. We probably all needed a bit of time off because we were just so downtrodden from everything and then we yeah we just there was a lot of guys as Tommy has mentioned Tommy not being one of them now but a lot of guys dug deep in the off season and committee wise it was former players that came back in they were a real driving force to get everyone back together in the club sit down have some conversations and and get to where we are now like we are we're very confident in where we stand at a club now like we've put all the different aspects of the club together between the committee their coaching staff like Kevin came in obviously but he brought with him a fantastic coaching staff like Brendan, Brendan McAleese down here with him is a massive group for us like that is huge like Matt Reed stepped up the defensive coordinator this year and has like just look at the stats like he's been helped by our only player coach and Terry Carey who has been like Matt was away for the first for the Trinity game and Terry stepped up in his absence and and he was on the pitch for that while coaching. Like it was just huge for us to see that, and it justifies maybe the hard work and the, for lack of a word, better word, the shit that we went through last year, and what we dragged other clubs through. We're very aware of that. Like, and that we're very, we're very aware. There was probably a lot of people annoyed with us that we didn't fulfil, but we had to be honest. We had to be truthful with ourselves and and call it. And that wasn't an easy decision. I can promise you that. Like there was not one of us enjoyed that whatsoever. But we were a hell of a lot better off this year. And we feel like we've really benefited from what a sobering experience that was. Like we've really driven to where we are now. And I think we're only going to grow from that. Like I really am confident that we have everything in place that we will continue to grow. 
Yeah, I think we just last year we just Sorry, we hung on for yeah. We we could kind of see the writing on the wall, and I think we were just so desperate to play. We we you know we made decisions that we probably shouldn't have made trying to hang on and play games like that Vikings game. I think we went out with seventeen players. One got injured on the opening play, and we still only lost twelve six. That kind of gave us some some confidence that we might go forward. But then you know, as the season went on, we just knew it wasn't wasn't to be. And I think, as John said, you know, we all kind of just left it for a couple of months to let everyone kind of just get out of our system. And, and we came back November and, you know, we started getting things together. But I think, as John said, the, the package of coaching staff we put in place has been exceptional. And I think as soon as players get involved to see how good the coaching is and how good training is, and it's just, it's snowballed from there. Well, look, we can attest to that as well. And, and Rain, obviously, you you would know too. Like we obviously disappointed teams last year as well, not being able to fulfil fixtures, and it was tough. And I'm sure Rain, you know, is that the, the the way that we've been able to build off seasons, given us a lot of encouragement to sort of see a, a brighter future for the team. Yeah, absolutely. Like I think we're pretty much in the same boat as yourselves, lads, in the sense that. We didn't have players last season. We do have them this season. Uh, maybe our squad is a little bit less experienced than yours, but that's only going to suit us down the line. You know, they're going to learn the game. They're going to grow into the sport. We have a lot of passion, like yourselves. Uh, so yeah, look, we're we're in a similar position to yourselves. Maybe is there a couple of steps further along the line? But um, yeah, no, only only up from here for the Pirates. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Until next week, anyway, and then onwards after that. One. <laughs> we'll, see. Um, we'll see. Right, we have two questions came in from uh, Graham Jenkinson. Uh, <laughs> first of all, he says, "When are you going to retire, Wexford Eagles legend and four-time MVP Darren Green's eighty-seven jersey?" Then he says, will you present said retired frame jersey to Darren Green at Billy Anderson's comedy night? John, to be fair, right? To be fair, we, we've been unlucky in some degrees because there has been players that have came through our team that have been absolutely phenomenal. And I mean, like, if you watch Darren Green play, this man was a freak. And... Not only was a freak in, in general playing as a tight end and as a later to be literally an outside linebacker, the man was a special teams goat. Like, mm. he just used to kick, like, uh, phenomenal. Absolutely phenomenal. Even, I would go the same breath as Sam Dorn was in that line too, but then we've had lads like Daniel Nocter as well, where, but definitely Darren Green was, I just sat on the top for a wee while, especially winning the, uh, the MVPs from us for a while. So if there ever was to be a Wexford Eagles jersey retired, it would be would be eighty seven now. Yeah, definitely. We're not gonna we're not gonna do that. Just to, just to be uh, confident of that, I'm the chairman. It's not happening. We've already given away number six, I believe. What didn't we? That yeah, was, there's actually was... the Graham used to play sixty six for us, but we filled it quite adequately, as I aforementioned. With Dylan Fitzpatrick is stepping up in that right guard position. We don't need Graham anymore, you know. He's he's a uh, Nah, look, Graham, Graham was a fantastic player for us as well. But no, like, we've been lucky to have some huge players coming through our ranks. We really have. Greener was, like, he won MVP every season he played for us. <laughs> and there was guys like... We wanted a, a non-Darren Green MVP. Who's the next best yeah. player? Because it's just a foregone conclusion every year. Actually, he got our hopes up then on Sunday. Sorry, Trev, go on. Go I let you finish. Go on. He got our hopes up on Sunday by appearing up at the game for the first time in a while. We're all like, all right, all right, Greener, you're coming back. But I thought Tommy tells me he has no knees left, so I don't know. The golfer we'll now. Season golfer. He's a golfer now. But you all do want to get more. past a certain age as golf, isn't it? Just golf. I'm just doing nothing else. Well, kids golf for you. but <laughs> One of those plastic sets. Actually, when I... When you... I um... I heard the start of that question. I was there. Oh, Graham's going to ask why haven't we uh, retired his jersey? But Fully a little in. bit of class there, Graham. Well done. For once. 
Um, there is one more question, and it kind of moves things nicely onto um, the game in a couple of weeks. Of course, the Pirates against uh, the Eagles, and this is from um, John Castley, and he says to the Pirates, "Do you think you can beat the Eagles?" And he says, "I sense an upset," um, which is interesting. It's very that's, interesting. that's a just um, position because obviously we're the favourites going into that game. Yeah, so he senses an Wexford Eagles upset. Mm. Yeah, interesting. Mm. Only because you have home field. That's that's uh, the only yeah. reason I think it is. Isn't it? <laughs> According to the league standings, I think we're second third in the division at this moment. <laughs> yeah, we we kind of have a run of jokes. Uh, yeah, yeah, we we've a run of joke, and I think it's uh, grinding Kevin's gears a bit that certain prediction. Um, accounts aren't predicting us to win any matches and uh, we don't think we're ever going to be predicted to win the division <laughs> so <laughs> we quite enjoy that to be honest with you we don't we we enjoy not being talked about and we kind of embrace that at the start of the year and even with the delay of our season kicking off we embrace that we didn't give anything away we didn't make any it, it, to a to the extent of our social media man, manager who is Henry Foxton uh, just put up the most basic of graphics just to annoy people, just to be as bland. And even when we got someone in to do our graphics, he just insisted on putting up the most bland graphics. So we absolutely love <laughs> love being put there. <laughs> we really do. We enjoy it. it but not that, that, that upset a lot of people. I think, um, well, we it love used to be AFI memes. They're not AFI memes anymore, but I'm sure they were getting a kick out of it as well. Look, it's it got a traction. People shared it because they they hated it so much. It was great. Uh, it was the basic stuff. Was it? Yeah, it was you guys. That uh, was it. Henry obviously himself to put up a picture of an eagle going up against Trinity from the Matrix. We sent it into the committee first, and we all just said, "Yeah, definitely go for it." <laughs> that was his. That was his piece to resist. Honestly, really love that one. He absolutely love that one. Really bad photoshopping as well. <laughs> but see, it gets to that point where, like, it's so bad that it's actually great. You know, That's everyone exactly just it. loves it because it's such a talking point as well. And everyone, and look, I'm guilty of it too with the pirates when trying to make it as polished as possible and trying to make it look as good as possible. But then when you have like. Henry doing this and he's just getting all the attention for her. And so it's like, all right, well, what's the point? I'm just going to, I'm just going to like superimpose like a, a dodgy looking Philadelphia Eagle next to where thing now for the game now next week or something like that. <laughs> please do. <laughs> you'll have, actually, we should really, we should do like, who can make the shit as meme for the, for the next game? Who can make the shit as Oh, don't, don't, don't challenge me. Oh, okay. Because me, Henry would love it. Yeah. And Henry, if you ever meet Henry, you probably will. Obviously, in two weeks, he is the quietest man in person, but he's a keyboard warrior. He will tear you apart. I have been, I've been chairman for a few years now, and I have been torn apart on multiple occasions by Henry in the club accounts. And you just have to sit there and take it. Unfortunately. <laughs> well, look, I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to get my thinking cap on after this one now for sure about what I can do. Um, for sure, but um. Yeah, just about the, the the game. Sorry, in general. Um, like I said, haven't played each other. Well, I, Rain, you've gotten to play against the lads before. I actually haven't had the chance to. Um, I wasn't with the team when when you just last played. So it's been a couple of years since it since we last played each other. Um, obviously we should have already this year due to unforeseen circumstances. But all in all, with how everything is shaping out with the season and stuff like that, it, it looks like it's going to be um. It's going to be a fun game next week. Absolutely, yeah. I'm hoping to be back. I, I injured myself in the first game of the season and it it's just an ankle injury that's not going away, but I am absolutely revving to get back out on that pitch, so I'm hoping to get there. No, look, we, we've obviously played you guys loads of times in the past. We first ever game for both of us was against each other. I get on really well with Ross. I love him. I will never tell him that in person, obviously, but here we are. Um, we haven't played each other in a long time. <laughs> we haven't played yeah, each other. Nobody, in a long nobody time. on the pirates no. listens to this. I don't. I can't get them to. 
But yeah, no, we haven't played each other in such a long time. We're both very different teams to what we've been used to playing. So I'm, yeah, I, I can't wait. I was, I was so excited about that first day. I can't tell you how excited I was to get going that day. And like you guys had huge numbers as well, which I just love to see. And it was just like, yeah, everyone was up, ready to go. And it was such a disappointment. But even at that, it was just a good atmosphere. We were all standing there just being like, oh, this is what we're doing now, I suppose. We just just wait. But yeah, no, look, I can't wait to just get going, suit up and line up obstacles. Obviously, Dara probably facing yourself a bit more than anyone else. But look, can't wait for it. Absolutely. Just see how it all comes out. But we need We need to keep the ball rolling, obviously. But we don't know see, anything about you guys. Yeah, I, I move around a little bit, so we'll see at some stage. Yeah, at some stage, maybe in the pub afterwards. <laughs> Probably. <Yeah. laughs> Tommy, Tommy will organize oh, yeah. the food. All right. Uh, oh, here we go. I, I got. Go. I made a, I made a boo boo last week, right? And I'm not. Boo boo. Tommy had order. Tommy had one job in the committee so far this year, and it was to organize food for post match last weekend. All week, Tommy, you've got I, the food sorted. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. We came him off up in the car going to the game. We came off Nothing the lightning wrong. delay, and he's on the phone in the changing room. Uh, what time do you want the food for? Six, half six? Has anyone got a credit card on them until we pay? <laughs> Domino's charged me 250 euro for about 12 pieces and a few wedges. <laughs> Thankfully, he didn't. And that was, that was going to be on my card. Thankfully, he yeah. saw a sense come in and asked me. I was like, no. Bring a few sandwiches on Sunday week, guys, just in case. Yeah. (laughs) We'll get a different food person in charge, don't worry. Uh, But obviously, look, look, that's the the shame. We meant to say Jews left so early in the game that didn't go ahead because we actually had Firehouse Pizza there ready and ordered, waiting for you there. So we had, I think we had like 16 pizzas ordered. That was going to be like eight pizzas each. It would have been enough. So uh, pretty much every lad took like a, a full pizza home with them that day as well. I'm not complaining. Just saying that's what you missed out. <laughs> this is this is the level of expectation, Tom. If you can take some notes, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> to arrive on game day, <laughs> to arrive on game and, day, and yeah. on time, so that a team traveling five hours back doesn't have to wait around for food. Yeah. <laughs> I'll just pass the book on that one now, just next time. <laughs> uh, well, let's look. We're coming to the end of, of the show. I've immensely enjoyed it, um, chatting with you guys. Um, I'm really looking forward, obviously, to, to seeing you all in person, hopefully in a couple of weeks' time. But um, before we let you go, I'm going to go to each one of you and ask you. Um, we've asked a few people so far, and, and now that most teams have gotten a couple of games under their belt, we have a, an idea, but... And um, we'll start with with you, Tommy. First, a, a winner of each division, so Division One, Division Two, and then obviously the Shamrock Bowl. Who do you, who do you think is going to be um, winning them? Rebels, I think, and I'll be under pressure. Well, I've got one of my mates, Sam, plays for the Rebels, so if I didn't say them, I would um, I'd be a bit askew. And I've also got Jenko playing for UCD, but uh, I'd say Rebels are doing quite well. Um. Jesus, Division One. Tommy um, has no clue what's happening in Division One. I don't have to uh, really. I'm just going to throw out. <laughs> no clue. The Mavericks. Let's go with them. And then um, we're going to whitewash Division Two <laughs> and not lose a game. Show some grace, Tommy. I. Nah, no, no. We'll do well. We'll win it, but it'll be close. No, it's going to be whitewash. I'm sorry. <laughs> and you're running back, yeah. What number do you play? Or do you play I'm just looking back? for my like, 25th concussion, so I'm just I can throw it off you. Look, look for the, the man the bring back <laughs> John. Uh, who are your division winners? Uh, Premier Division, I, I think the Rebels are hard to look past, they just started the season so strong. Last year, they were so strong. They just seem to have improved again somehow. Uh, I do think UCD will heat up as the season goes on. I think they've been very impressive since that. Well, they actually they lost against the Admirals as well, didn't they? In week two, wasn't it? Um, who are also a huge team. Like we, we used to play them. Hopefully, going forward, we will play them every year 
in pre-season we used to always go down we'd swap they'd come to us we'd go to them they're huge Stephen Hayes is a top quality quarterback and the coaches down there have always been brilliant as well um, so I, I think Rebels pushing it I think Rebels will do it I think last year was a disappointing end to the season for them I think they they probably felt they should have won it but I think they've enough in it Division 1 I think it's I think it's the Vikings. I think there's a few teams up around there. The Rhinos, Mavs. I think the Vikings are just, they're just tipping along this year. They they seem to be just winning every game they turn up to. They have won every game they turned up to. I think they are. They probably belong in the Premier Division. They're that standard of a club. But yeah, I think that's going to be them. Them are the Mavericks, but I'd say the Vikings. Um, and for Division 2, yeah, I'd like to think we have enough in it to finally get past our first playoff game and not lose it for once, which is a, an unwanted record that we have. But yeah, I think I think we have enough this year to do it, to be honest with you. I know there's some really good teams. I think it won't be easy. I don't think by any means. But so far, so good for us. And yeah, I think you have to back us, don't you? I don't. I think no. you'd be. No, you guys don't. Oh, we have yeah. the backers. <laughs> Coach, Kev, Kev have, Coach Kev will absolutely kill us if we don't. So. <laughs> and then finally, Trev, your uh, your division winners. Yeah, so Premier Division. I know everyone says the Rebels and they're looking good, really good at the moment. But um, I played them twice last year, and uh, I just don't like them. I don't know what it is. I can't. <laughs> I can't. I can't. Someone give my doesn't vote. like the rebels. Yeah, does what? anybody like the rebels? <laughs> That's a yeah. shock. That is a shock. <laughs> Game day and playing them, they're just. I don't know. Not for me. Um, UCD are doing really well. <laughs> not for me. You know. Uh, UCD obviously doing really well, and I'd love to see them win it um, with Graham Jenkinson. But I actually think the dark horses and who I think will win uh, the Cork Admirals. They're you know they're chipping away there under the radar a little bit. I think it could be their season. Division one then, I don't think you can look past the Vikings and the Mavs for the, the bowl game. And I think that could be one of the best games of the season throughout any division. Uh looking forward to seeing that. But I think the Vikings will take it. And for Division Two, yeah, I um as much as you're confident in your ability, and uh, we're confident in our ability and I think we'll take Division Two. Fair enough, fair enough. Listen, I'd be worried if you didn't think you were going to win the division. Um, but look, let's, it's been fantastic to speak to you. We really enjoyed the chat, like I said there. Um, really look forward to the game um, in a couple of weeks, for sure. Uh, before we do let you go, if there is anyone listening in sort of close to the Wexford area interested in playing American football, how can they get in contact with the team? Uh, through all the social medias, we I think we used to have a Twitter actually. We've, we haven't used I don't know since when, but obviously Instagram, Facebook, through the American Football Island website, we're contactable through that as well. Um, we do have I did want to mention that'll be shot if I don't mention it. We do have a big fundraiser coming up for in memory of Coach Billy Anderson, who was a coach with us from from the start, who sadly passed away on game day one day on the way to the bus. Um, we actually are driving, we usually do a 24-hour run for him. But this year, Billy was a stand-up in his, uh, that was his real passion. Uh, and when he passed away, there was a big outpouring of support from the, the, the stand-up community. Um, this year, we've decided to host our own stand-up event down here. It's the first weekend in the 2nd of June, I think it is. Friday the yeah. 2nd of June, so the Friday of the bank holiday. We've got a fantastic yeah. lineup set up for we've already sold 80 tickets and we haven't even gone public sale on it we're running a raffle that night for for to i think the top prize is a thousand euro holiday voucher like and there's more prizes to filter into it it's going to be a huge night for us but also it's a celebration of billy billy was a fantastically funny individual who would find a way to connect with anybody no matter what he would always find that leveler he would always find that and he would tear himself apart but he would never do that until he tore you apart first but in the most disarming way that just came naturally to him he roasted us our very first year that we were in in that we played our awards night that year he did a roast that will never 
be suitable to air publicly, but he ripped us. And I was I was his right hand man that night, and I was not safe. I got it worse than anyone. But he just was this fantastic human being that was part of our club from the start and grew with us. And we were all devastated, absolutely devastated when we lost him. So we want to keep up that memory, and we have these annual events to to fundraise for him and and in his memory. And we just yeah, so we want to push that. We will be pushing it on our socials. You'll see a lot of it over the next while because after we play you, we have a four-week break and that will be our big focus straight after your match. That will be our big focus, push that. But yeah, so obviously any clubs that want to buy raffle tickets, just contact us through. We can we can organise it. Any of you guys that want to come down, look, we can sort rooms for you if you want. It'll be a great night. We have a venue booked out and it will, like we've got some great comedians coming down, Chris Kent, Damo Clark, Tommy says he's a uh, Booked them, but I'm not sure if he's even at the moment. Yeah. But like we, we really do have, they're, they're yeah. Like we we have, it's a fantastic lineup, and these guys are giving their time free for someone that not only touched their lives but also touched their lives. The comedy community loved Billy just as much as we loved Billy, and they're all. It's the, actually the weekend of Cat Laughs, Kilkenny Cat Laughs, and the guys have booked that night off on Kilkenny Cat Laughs to make sure they can come up and play that gig for us and for Billy in memory of him. So while yes, you can contact us about playing, we, we are going to be very active all across it for for that, especially over the next while. So keep an eye out for it, and we'll be putting up ways and means to contact us for tickets, for raffle tickets, and also if you want to come up and play, you're always welcome. We're very yeah. welcome. We're a big family, so anyone's welcome. We also train uh, Thursday nights from 9 till half 10 in Cranford, and then Sunday mornings. Um, 10 to 12 in Cranford as well. Half 10 to half 12 in Half 10 to half 12. Tommy never remembers it. <laughs> All those brilliant. Then look, ah, uh, that's what it is. That's what it is. Um, listen, that's it. That's a brilliant point then to sort of end the show on. Trev, John, Tommy, thanks so much for the time. We really, really appreciate it. And um, we'll obviously be speaking in person in a couple nice. of weeks. That- that's where we're going to wrap up this edition of the show before we do if you are watching this on youtube and you haven't already make sure you like this video and subscribe to the channel under center podcast also comment underneath and let us know who do you think is going to win in a couple of weeks between the pirates and the eagles and let us know exactly why it's going to be the pirates that are going to win that game um make sure if you are subscribed to us on the podcast platforms as well wherever you get your podcasts under center podcasts uh, Undercenter Podcast, I should say. Um, at Undercenter Pod on Instagram, the same is on Twitter as well. We're both, we're active on both. Um, then I guess all we have to do is say, uh, Rain, thank you so much. Thanks for having me. And uh, that is where we're going to wrap this up. Um, until next time, stay safe, and we'll see you soon. <laughs>